Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. It's Sunday morning, December 22nd, 2019. 12, 12, 12, no, 2019, yeah. And I'm broadcasting here from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side on a sunny and bright Sunday morning. Um, welcome to Blog Talk Radio and me. And what we talk about here is the week ahead and how you can use the energy in the heavens to your best advantage. Um, the idea is the weather above, the planets above, the asteroids above, all give us uh, signs about what they're interested in doing. And we kind of watch for that manifestation here on Earth, uh, as above, so below, as without, so within. And when we know what's going on, it lets us make more informed decisions. That's the goal of this. So a couple of things. We have an eclipse next week, which is also have, taking place on a new moon. And I do new moon podcasts, um, which I'm going to do tonight, uh, Sunday night. So the link is on my website, annortley.com, astroann.com. We were a little delayed in sending out the newsletter just because it's been really busy here. <laughs> and um, everybody's getting ready for vacation and getting ready for the Hanukkah, the Christmas, and the Kwanzaa celebrations. And we did celebrate the solstice yesterday. So uh, we did send the note out a little late, but the podcast is tonight. Um, uh, go to meeting, and you can sign, sign up and sign the link. And also, uh, <clears throat> there's another link up. I'm going to be doing a... Um, overview of 2020 uh, coming in, and we're going to be doing that on um, January, I believe January 5th, um, what you can expect in the year ahead. Again, we meant to do that in December, but, you know, it's just been a little busy, and I'm sure you've been feeling it's a little busy. All the planets are moving forward with the exception of Uranus, and he goes forward next week, two weeks from now, on the other eclipse. Um, and so, but everybody's moving, and there, a lot of them are in cardinal signs, which are take action, take action, do it, do it, do it. So if you've been feeling like you've been being pushed along steadily by the planets, that is an accurate assessment of what's going on. Um, and it also, because of the cardinal planets, they're, and they're in Capricorn, they're asking us to be accountable. They're asking us to make decisions. They're asking us to hold hold a special place in our heart for what we've done and what we need to own up to uh, and also what we can be proud of. Now, I, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of mail from people, uh, emails from people, and I referenced last week, you know, being old and figuring out cycles and stuff. And I think, you know, Capricorn is the sign of wisdom. I mean, that's the premise of it. And Saturn, of course, is Kronos. He's the old guy, you know, with the beard. Uh, you know, when you watch New Year's go, the old guy walking off the stage and then the new baby coming in. Well, he's he's going to be the old guy walking in in January. So <clears throat> remember age, of course, is a relative thing. And, and someone wrote me and said, you know, he keeps talking about old age. And uh, there's an excellent book by one of my favorite people in the world, Christian Northrup, on the you know wisdom of aging, you know, and how to not let it be a number, let it be a number, but not a not a concept, um, which I don't totally recommend to folks. It's one of my favorite books. Um, I started with Christiane back when it was The Wisdom of Menopause. <laughs> now we're into The Wisdom of Aging, which is good, which is good. It's always good to have uh, someone giving you wise, sage advice. So I recommend that book. Um, but also, uh, you know, for the younger listeners in the audience, you know, because these are really big cycles that are ending and starting, and some of you may be under 36, 
I know some of you are actually under 36. For you, this time ahead, you're making really committed decisions for the rest of your life. And I know when I went to college, I had this whole anxiety, you know, like, oh, my God, I have to decide what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. It was a big decision. I remember crying at the kitchen table, and I have a moon in Pisces, so my mother was there going, it's okay. You don't have to decide for the rest of your life. Trust me, it'll change. And uh, that is how it works. You know, we make these decisions with good faith and in hope and trust in our plans, and then we go forward and we execute those plans, and we get uh, we get what we get, and we get where we get. And so with, with Saturn, I do find a lot of my clients are writing and saying, I feel like, you know, I'm facing accountability for what I, maybe what I haven't done yet or what I thought I would do and I didn't do. Um, Saturn's hard. He's a hard guy in the sense that he um, he uh, gives you what you've earned. You know, he's very much, here's what you've earned and this is it. And uh, but the thing is, he's hanging out with Pluto right now. And so Pluto brings us a little deeper into that story of what you've earned and what the karma of it is. Saturn's in the sign of karma. Pluto's in the sign of karma. We're getting what we, you know, we're getting what we're getting back, what we earned. Now, of course, you know, or what we deserve, maybe, another way to look at it. And um, But it's understanding what does that mean, really? Why 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 would we say that to someone? Uh, and I, I think, you know, the whole premise of astrology is the whole cycle of life. You know, it's very similar to tarot that way, where we have the initiating energy. <clears throat> we jump off the cliff, we go off on the adventure, and then we get to the end, and we end with the fool, too. And we jump off the cliff again <laughs> into the next journey. So that we understand that, the you know, when we're we're working, if we do the metaphor of the growing season, which astrology mimics because of it saying Aries and or it defines maybe a better way Aries you know initiate Taurus you you ripen you fertilize Gemini you make your choices Cancer you nurture and grow Leo you really you know you get to play a little because everything you just throw a little water on it and it keeps growing Virgo you harvest you work hard and harvest Libra you share with others you partner because you finished your work Scorpio you figure out what your value is based on what you sold at the farmer's market, and you merge deeply with the partner. Uh, Sagittarius, you celebrate. You celebrate the new energy. And Capricorn, uh, after Christmas and Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, you uh, account, you pay your bills, you take down the Christmas tree lights, you make your news resolutions for the next season, but you're, you become aware of what happened in the last year. It's got that you know resonant quality. It's January here in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, we have to um, we we sit with ourselves. December, January, we sit with ourselves and say, "What have I done?" Then Aquarius, we go out and help other people, and then Pisces, we dream of the new, and then we begin the season again. So Capricorn is the top of the chart as the highest plant, the highest sign in the Anima Mundi, the chart of the world, the natural wheel. It invites us to be doing, you know, an evaluation. It invites us to stand and look at ourselves and look at what we've done and what we've accomplished uh, and what we haven't accomplished. You know, and uh, life's not perfect. We don't get it all done. You know, I'm a Virgo. Uh, I like to think we do, but we're not going to happen. You know, a lot of plans, some of them just don't happen. But we do know that that's our next thing is as we take the accounting that we're working on here, we then have the uh, opportunity with the new moon in the new moon in Capricorn, which is taking place next to Jupiter in Capricorn, on the south node of fate, 
we do have an opportunity this week on the eclipse, on the eclipse new moon, and then in the next couple weeks as the new cycles begin, we have an opportunity to say, okay, you know, I'm really building this stuff up on a different level. I'm now applying myself to the next stage, to the next understanding, and I'm having it a reveal, right? Now, eclipses are reveals, very big reveals, right? So we have that energy of finding out things. Uh, so Sun, Moon, Jupiter on the South Node, it's big. Uh, you know, it's it's releasing energy, but it's also consciousness energy. But it's also the Sun hitting Jupiter for the first time in 12 years when he's in Capricorn. So, and the Moon hitting Jupiter for the first time in 12 years while he's in Capricorn. So there's an aha moment. And then, of course, right after that happens, Mercury's in Sag, telling the tales, answering to Jupiter in Capricorn. He goes into Capricorn. So then we have Mercury in Capricorn, Sun in Capricorn, Moon in Capricorn, Jupiter in Capricorn, South Node in Capricorn, Ceres, what we're going to grow in Capricorn, Saturn, our accountability in Capricorn, Pluto, our transformation in Capricorn. A lot of Capricorn. And Capricorn invites us to pay attention to our uh, accomplishments as well as our areas where we might find ourselves a little challenged and where we maybe need to modify, change, or adjust behavior. So sign up for the New Moon webinar, but also on your own, if you don't sign up for the New Moon, on the 26th, which we always do anyway. You know, this is also a lot of best of the decade, right? Because this is the end of the first decade of the 20s. I'm like, how did that happen? I just remember when it was 2000. It feels like it was certainly not 10 years ago. It feels like it was almost yesterday. But we're at the end of the decade, the first decade. We're going into the teen years, right? 2020 is a four. 2020, it adds up to a four. Fours are all about manifesting and building foundation and structure. And they're a little stressful, they're crosses, they're tests, they're 90-degree angles. Um, so they invite us to build a structure. They invite us to work with our structures. They invite us to understand that our structures go through inevitable transformations, and they get built up, and then they come down. And as they come down, they say, that was fun, but I'm done here now. It's time to leave. I, that was done, but I have a new job, a new task, a new vision. And I can't begin to tell you how many people have been showing up for readings talking about the fundamental changes in their lives, whether they're they're pregnant. I had one the other day who showed up pregnant. It was very exciting. Um, whether they're, the baby has arrived, um, whether they've completely changed their work, they've left being an actress and turned into a successful romance writer kind of overnight. I'm like, well, that's a pretty big transition, but they, you know, their progressed son left... Uh, um, left Scorpio, went into Sag, so they're writing. And their progressed solar arc moon left Aries, which is hunting for work, because that's what you do a lot of times as an actor, and went into Taurus, time to grow things. So big changes for folks, big changes for folks as the wheel turns, as the, as the sky turns. And honoring that we know on an instinctual level that when we do these huge changes, as these things shift, there is a period of, oh, is that what I really want to do? Oh, maybe. And so the gift with this is Neptune is sextile um, to all of these Capricorn planets. And he is saying to you, don't worry about what's ending. Focus on the dream. Focus on the vision ahead. Focus on, focus on what you can do around that future. Right? So my uncle... 
uh, recently got diagnosed with a pretty advanced cancer, my mom's baby brother. And he's, you know, been a very important man in my life for 30 years. Uh, well, in my whole life, actually. He used, When he was 15, I was born. <laughs> and uh, he was babysitting me one day when I decided to go, you know, Virgos are natural nudists. I decided to go naked. It was a hot summer's day. Neil was watching TV, and he was babysitting me. And I got up, and I was hot, took my clothes off, put them in the mailbox, and went visiting the neighbor. And the neighbor goes, Ann, where are your clothes? And I go, in the mailbox. So he brings me back home, and he says to, you know, Neil. And Neil looks at me and goes, Ann, where are your clothes? And I'm like, in the mailbox, because I was hot, and I took them off. Um I had my sneakers on, but you know the rest of it was viewed viewed as encumbering, encumbering. So you know I've known Neil a really long time. <laughs> so you know his wife wrote me and said, um, you know, can you maybe talk to him a little more? Uh, and I'm like, sure, I'm I'm totally up for that. And uh, and and then she she wrote, you know, because they they have kids, they have three kids, and the kids are all pretty traumatized by this this prospect of losing dad. And um, she referenced her daughter, and she said, "You know what I'm doing with him? I'm just, I'm just loving him and appreciating him on his journey." And I was like, "Wow, you know, yeah, love it and appreciate it on the journey, you know." And I think that's what we need to do this Christmas season: is really be gentle with ourselves and kind as we recognize all these transitions that are taking place in our world. And all these transitions that are taking place in our heart, and all these trans- transitions that are placing taking place in our lives, and in some cases we're watching them take place in other people's lives, right? And all we can do is be the witness that's kind, with the Neptune sex telling the Capricorn, and in our own lives we can envision what the next chapter is. We can think about it. We can say, "Gee, you know, this is this is what I'm looking forward to. This is where I'm headed." This is what's important. And it really is. Capricorn gets you down to the essences. It's what's important. So in answer to a couple of people that came by and this week and said, did you find the will? <laughs> we didn't find the will. Uh, <clears throat> my neighbor died, and as you know, we were doing the will search. But we did find reference to a social the bank deposit box in all the in the place, in the brown folder, which was everything kept saying brown folder, on the ground, uh, so we did find that. So we think there's a social security deposit box, and we did or security deposit box, not social security security deposit box. And we did find her siblings. Um, so I spoke to her sister this week, and um, we we had a good cry. And uh, yeah, so it's moving forward, and um, off we go. You know, at the end of an era, the beginning of another. So um, yeah, so we didn't find a will, but we found a letter that made reference. So now we have to watch the bank accounts or go back and look at the bank accounts to see which bank it's in. And that's that's the way it is. So write a will, people. It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> Tell your relatives where it is. If you didn't do it for Christmas or Thanksgiving, do it for Christmas. You know, my will is in the file cabinet underneath the printer next to the bright red desk. All right? Just so you all know if anybody if anybody needs to find out. Um yeah, so this week ahead, let's talk about the energy. So in addition to the eclipse and the new moon, sun is going to hit Jupiter. Now, Jupiter went into Capricorn. First time he's been there in 12 years. 
So now the sun's going to come to him and illuminate the journey and say to Capricorn, uh, Jupiter, G, uh, what are we going to build? And remember, Mercury had that really nice meeting with Jupiter back a couple weeks ago when everything was in Sag. And now she has, or Venus rather, had had that nice meeting with Jupiter a couple weeks ago when everything was in Sag. And now Jupiter is stepping forward into Capricorn too, and he's now going to carry the message forward too the rest of them and so as the sun meets up with him this week um jupiter and the sun talk about the ego development and your way you're going to shine and of course it's capricorn so it's practical how are you going to shine practically in the world you know how are you going to move forward so honoring this and then also the neptune sextile to all these capricorn planets really does invite us to dream the new dream or as in the case of my aunt to sit and kindly love her husband as he makes his decisions and and to appreciate him as he partakes on this next part of the journey mars this week of course is in scorpio and he is uh in aspect also to saturn and pluto and working working energy so this is really when mars aspects the big guys in a working happy aspect because it's a happy aspect it's a sextile um he gets a lot accomplished because he really and he's in a sign he loves right now he's in scorpio so he is really happy and then uh really productive getting you know just kind of you know energizer bunny um and then of course jupiter is going to come to the node of fate uh, the sun is going to come to the node of fate. The moon, and they're they're having the eclipse right next to the node of fate. So that is kind of potent because that south node invites us to, you know, kind of understand things on a different level. And to understand that everything ends, but that there's also this forward motion in terms of how we create and what we do. And to honor that, to honor that space. Um, we also have Vesta stationing to go direct this week. Um, she is retrograde currently in Taurus, and she's going to stop and turn direct, which means that those piles in your house are going to get cleaned up, <laughs> and you know you're going to you're going to figure out the decorating thing. You know, I have a friend who's a bit of a curmudgeon. She's an Aries Sun Scorpio Moon, love her dearly, um, but you know she's tough. She's a Capricorn rising, right? So she baked Christmas cookies the other day, you know, with her mother's recipe, and there were like tons of cookies. Um, butter cookies. Remember those butter cookies with the frosting on them? And I was just like, wow, you're baking cookies? <laughs> you know? She's like, yeah. Like, you know, don't give me a hard time about baking cookies. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just like, you're baking cookies? <laughs> so you may find yourself doing something you don't normally do uh, in some kind of nesting behavior or, or perhaps, in her case, you know, summoning up the recipe her mother used to make, but there were five kids in her family. There were a lot of cookies, and she goes, I get it, I get it. There's a lot of cookies, you know. So understanding that we're in this uh, modification of the structures of our lives and maybe, you know, cutting the cookie recipe next time. Uh, so this week, let's talk about the moons. Um, we have uh, last week had very productive moons, as you know. Um, today the moon is in um, Scorpio, and it's there until 1027 when it goes void with a conjunction to Mars. So that's a very positive uh energy and then tomorrow at 11:34 a.m. it and monday it enters sag and it's in sag uh the 23rd the 24th monday tuesday and it goes void at 6:18 with a conjunction to mercury uh moon joined mercury in sag mercury's sag mercury's going to migrate into capricorn on uh, uh saturday then the moon is void most of the 25th 
from 6.18 in the morning until 4.45 p.m. when Moon goes into Capricorn. So it's in Capricorn uh, Christmas Eve, um, the next day, the solar eclipse day, the 20, uh, the 26th, Boxing Day. And on the, um, the 27th through 4.03 p.m. when it Moon is sextile to Mars. So again, all really nice closing aspects, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Moon is void Friday at 4.03 p.m. Uh, and it's void Friday night. And then Saturday midnight-ish, 12.21, it goes into Aquarius. And it's in Aquarius on Sunday, the, Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th, going void with a square, moon square Mars, on the 30th. So the whole week is nice through the 27th with good closing aspects, positive, happy ones. So aside from all the sentimentality of the Capricorn uh, planets, um, and the, sol- the solemnness on some level because it is Capricorn and it is an awareness of the passage of time. Today, of course, is Hanukkah, the 22nd. And if you go out tonight, you'll be able to see the Ursids meteor shower, which are very cool. That's the shooting stars. So I would, if you got some time, get your little butt out the door and um, go look at the heavens and watch them send you messages. Um, also this week, um, Sun is going to be in Capricorn, uh, is in Capricorn, and it's trining Uranus, which is kind of an aha moment, bit of a breakthrough. And then on the 27th, the Sun hits Jupiter, which is that new initiation of the Jupiter and Capricorn energy, which we talked about, because um, Jupiter hasn't been in Capricorn for 12 years. And then Mercury goes into Capricorn on the 28th. So that's kind of the the big points in the week. And now we'll talk about some of the, the smaller stuff. And again, because this new moon is also an eclipse, and because it's also on the south node of fate, it's a very fueling moon, meaning... Um, I'm You know, there's different uh, premises in astrology, and there's areas where people argue. One of them is the nodes. And some people go, oh, my God, avoid the south node, avoid the south node, go to the north node, go to the north node. But the south node is where your latent talents are, right? And, you know, when someone comes in on your south node, man, you know it. You recognize them, you see them, good or bad. If it's a mean planet, you go, whoa. If it's a good planet, you go, whoa. But you notice them. So when planets are on the south node, they fill it up. And so this eclipse is eclipses always do but this eclipse is filling it up with jupiter too right so jupiter sun moon on the south node boom right there filling up that south node which then shoots the energy towards the north node because it's kind of like uh fueling it right and then it goes to the north node some people say don't feed the south i say feed the south so it's not hungry because if it's hungry it gets a little mean or it gets a little cranky or it gets a little destructive really it's the tail of the dragon, you know. And if you've ever had a horse back into you because you've been out at a party where the police come on horses <laughs> and the butt of the horse backs into you, which is what they use with the horses, um, you, you're kind of like, wow, that's big. So it's the butt of the dragon, right, backing into you because the south node is the dragon's butt, the dragon's tail. The head of the dragon is the north node. So as this eclipse and the new moon fill the south node it's a moment of consciousness also a moment of release because the south node is the butt so to speak we release things from that part of our body but it feeds that north node so definitely take time on boxing day on the 26th and go okay what am i feeding what is the what is the point of this what am i trying to send forward into the world and and it's an important 
important, important eclipse. Um, and then next, in two weeks, we have a really big one. And that one is right next to the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto, um, starting the new 36-year cycle of our life. So this this next few weeks is very powerful. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't add just a smidge of politics. <laughs> I think Nancy Pelosi finally got an astrologer. Um, but at any rate, I love the holding um, the holding the impeachment papers back. Um, strategic warrior man, uh, that woman is a sun heiress. Uh, uh, trine Pluto, we, we love her. But if you notice, it's going to not going to bother Mitch McConnell at all because he does shit like this all the time. Going to drive the orange guy crazy. And eclipses always release things. So we just had. A paper released uh, instructing right after the call on the 26th of July, instructing the OMB to hold back the money release and to keep it close to your vest due to the political nature, the sensitive nature of this request. So watch for eclipse stories to be released on this and watch for Wild Guy to go really wild. Um, I think we haven't seen anything yet. I'm looking forward to this because this eclipse is all over his um, Venus Saturn in uh, cancer. So this kind of thing just makes him crazy. And you know Mitch is good at it. He held up Gorsuch's appointment to the Supreme Court. He holds up all these bills. So, you know, I'm I'm good with it. You know, tell us you're not going to put your finger on the scale and weigh it, you know, that you're going to actually be impartial. And we'll let you do it. Otherwise, we'll just sit here with the papers until you behave yourself. <laughs> Two can play at that game. I am so proud of my Nancy. So anyway, that, that's my little politics. I know I, ha- I just had to get it in. But I thought it was very brilliant and very strategic on her part. And that is what Sun Eris does. You know, the goddess of discord combined with the, okay, this is what I want. And if you saw her when they voted and she flipped her card when they started to cheer like you behave yourselves, kids, and they all silence, right, you know. Yeah, it's mother of five, the Sun Eris. Go, go, Nancy. So anyway, there was Sun this week. Um, runs uh, from one Capricorn to uh, to nine Capricorn, and it has the um, the trine to Uranus, as I mentioned, on the 24th, and then it has the conjunction to Jupiter on the 27th, which are both um, moving forward energies and cardinal. Cardinal really kicks stuff up. Sun is also parallel Jupiter because they're all down there at the bottom. Uh, and that's on the 29th, and the sun hits the node of fate on the 30th. So the 30th is a big day. Uh, with the sun in the south node, and that happens once a year, but because Jupiter just loaded up that south node with a lot of energy, we can anticipate that little patch of the weekend being kind of juicy. The eclipse, as I mentioned, is the 26th. That's going to be at 12.13 a.m., and then um, that is a new moon eclipse, so it takes place at 4 Capricorn, uh, six minutes in your Capricorn house. And Jupiter, of course, is right there with it. And the sun meets Jupiter at uh, 541 degrees on the 27th. Mercury this week in Sag, entering Cap. He enters into Cap on the 28th at 1154. And suddenly he slows down, he focuses, and he gets serious. In Sagittarius, he's now aspecting both Saturn and Pluto in the next couple days in an adjusting blindside energy. So unexpected things get released, such as the paper they were talking about on the news this morning. And Mercury trines Eris, expect big Trump, sweet, tr- big Trump tweets on the 24th, and Mercury trines Eris, harsh words. 
harsh words on the 24th, and a health aspect on the 24th. So if you've got any health things going, make sure you go to the docks. Um, and then Mercury is blindsiding Mars, uh, the other direction, on the 25th. So Mercury is really active this week, so expect some really interesting communications to come up because he is in Sag, which is a lot of talking, but he's answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. Now, neither Jupiter in Capricorn or Mercury in Sag particularly like those signs, so the news can be pretty serious, but it also is important to pay attention to. Uh, Mercury also has a square to Chiron on the 29th, bringing up some old wounds and a trine to Uranus on the 30th, which is kind of an aha, gee, this is fun, isn't it? Uh, Venus squares is going from 2 Aquarius to 12 Aquarius, so she's going pretty quick, almost over a degree a day. Uh, she squares Uranus on uh, today, which is kind of a, an exciting moment, and she is in a blind spot to Jupiter, so unexpected news about expansion on the 24th. She has a hard aspect and adjusting aspect to the nodes of fate, um, so that that can be a little bit um, a little bit sad or a little bit serious. And then Venus also is parallel Mars on the 29th, which allows us to um, start new projects and get things up and moving. And then she really does a good house cleaning on the 29th. That's when you're taking down the Christmas tree. Um, and then uh, Mars this week, as I mentioned, sextiles Pluto, and that is a real forward motion action oriented. He's a 22 scorp, and he goes to 26 scorp. Um, I'm sorry, 27 Scorp, and he talks to Pluto. He does have some a stressful aspect to the nodes of fate on the 24th. Not bad, but just kind of a little anxiety kind of aspect on the 24th, and that's bright and early in the morning. Um, and then uh, Saturn's not doing much anything. He's asking you to be a little teacher on the 26th. And then Neptune is also talking to partnerships and relationships and how we work together on the 26th and the 27th, and as I mentioned, vested stations to go direct on the 29th, which again is clearing out your house and your Christmas decorations, but also maybe organizing things in a way that allows you to build the year ahead. Do take time this um, this holiday to spend time with your elders. Uh, take time to spend time with um, the people that are having a little bit of a hard time, and if you're having a little bit of a hard time, Take time to spend time with yourself and to just reflect back on all the different things that have uh, happened. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to close with a thing that Mr. Rogers used to do because I like Mr. Rogers. Um, I want you to take a minute and I want you to as we as we hang up and we send you off to your week ahead. Uh, take a minute and and think about the people who have loved you into being those who loved you into your life, those who loved you into the person you are today. And on that note, I wish you a very Merry Hanukkah, a very Happy Christmas, or vice versa. And uh, I'll be talking to you before the New Year. Um, and consider joining me tonight for the Hanukkah, um, not the Hanukkah, for the new <laughs> for the Eclipse uh, thing. And you can also buy it afterwards. But yeah, take a moment now, just as we hang up, just think about all the people that have loved you into being. And as Mr. Rogers said, I'll keep track of the time. Goodbye.